You are now listening to the Hot Take Hotbox. Ladies and gentlemen, Hot Take Hotbox. Matt McSweeney, it is April 15th? 15th? Yeah, April 15th. That took longer than it needed to. I am... Matt McSweeney again, and uh, we got a kind of slow day Philly sports-wise. Uh, Sixers beat the Nets last night in a game that uh, wound up not meaning as much as we wanted it to. Dogecoin is at $0.16 cents the last time I checked, which is fucking phenomenal. Take me to the moon, and you might not hear from this podcast again if this thing hits like a, a dollar, dude. You, you may never see me again. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into Eagles, Sixers. We'll start Sixers. We'll go Phillies. We'll go Eagles. Uh, you know, we'll do another PFF mock draft. And you know this, you know I'm not. I, we'll see where this thing goes, folks. I, I, you know, I have a little plan. I don't know if how long it's going to be because it seems uh, a little slow. But you know, we we always find our way through the troubling times. We're just built for this. So let's, well, you know, like we always do. Let's go. Let's go through the Sixers week. Uh, Friday night, uh, Friday night the ninth, they played the Pelicans. They lost. It was not a good game at all. Sixers just didn't seem like they wanted to be there, to be honest. Uh, Embiid, horrible game, 14 points, 9 boards. Probably his worst game of the year, uh, you know, just off the top of my head. Well, it was disappointing. You know, one of them games, you, you know, we're better we're better than the Pelicans, and they just didn't show up. They just didn't come to play, and then for the Pelicans, you know, game. Now when you come, when the Sixers come to town, and when, when you're playing the Sixers, it's a big game. You know, we're one of the best teams in the league. You're, you got to bring it against us, and they, people want to flex their muscles against us, especially on ESPN, because that was the ESPN nationally televised game, so little disappointing but you know in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really it doesn't really matter honestly at kind of you see me trying to bounce around i i didn't really want to say that does it but it doesn't it doesn't you know it we're not going to remember a pelicans loss on on a friday night in in may and june you know feels weird to say but it's the truth sixers then absolutely torched the thunder was never really a game mb 27 points you know, Korkmaz had 20. Jesus. You know, you know, it's a crazy game when Korkmaz has 20. He was hucking. Crazy Joy Howard, 13 boards in 14 minutes. That guy cleans glass. Mike Scott got some burn with 13 points. I, I got to give him a shout-out for as much shit as I talk about him. And, you know, Seth Curry, one for five from three. Just the trend continues. The trend continues of him just sucking from three. Ever since COVID. The COVID, the COVID took all of his powers away. Tony Bradley had 16 points, 14 boards. I mean, it's not surprising that the Sixers, this is a one, two, three, four game West Coast, not West Coast, just road trip. But the, the it's good to see that the Sixers, like after that Pelicans game, just went and smashed two teams that are 100% below them. I mean, the Thunder are a bad team. They're 20 and 35, 13th in the West. Mavs are what seventh in the West, but they, you know, I, I do not feel threatened by them whatsoever. I don't see them. I don't really see them as a good team. I, it, you know, I know uh, Big Daddy Zingod's been out with the, uh, you know, he hasn't been healthy in a long time. It seems like so, you know, they're not the Mavericks that are going to be the team that you know would would you would see in the play. Not the best version of the Mavs, I should say, and I don't really care. They're not that good, and we don't have to see them, and we don't have to worry about them, but it is fun to watch Luka play, 
But it's I feel bad for him because it, it really he does. You can just tell he has no help. They they smashed the Mavs, smashed the Thunder. Embiid had thirty six in that game. I had him for a double double on a bet on a random bet on a uh, you know Wednesday or Monday night. Oh, man, I gotta get my days straight, dude. You see me? I don't even know what day it is. What's going on, dude? Just in here. I'm in the I'm in the lab grinding, folks. This is all for you. This is all for you. Last night's uh, Nets game was you know build beforehand to be a huge pinnacle game in the Eastern Conference and in the NBA. We were gonna find out what the what how how we stack up against them. Even though Harden's hurt, it was gonna be good to see like this KD Kyrie. Like, how do we match up against the star-studded Nets? And it, it what it wound up being was just you know a, a shell of the Nets versus the full-strength Sixers. And the Sixers had to sweat it out until the very end. But they got it done. But you know it, it kind of. Uh, Got a little too close for comfort there for a while, and it, and honestly, it was just disappointing. Just because it's it's just disappointing though, because it was supposed to be such a huge game and meaningful game, and and it you know, and it just had it had no juice behind it. It, it was it was good to just beat the Nets, but it didn't it didn't mean even though like I just said about the Pelicans game. In the grand scheme of things, these games don't really mean much. That you know, it it, it makes you it at the games like this though they do mean something for your confidence and for how you feel going into the playoffs. Which you know, it's not gonna it's not the deciding factor, but it's 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 good to have that going in there. It's good to have that feeling that okay, we can beat these guys. We we've beat them before and we'll beat them again. You know, we've hung with them, all that. But now there's a little bit of I'd say unknown unknowing. Or just questioning it, whether you know, or, you know, that was a close game against just Kyrie. Okay, you know, what's what's it going to be like when we play them full strength? If we even play them full strength, because it, it seems like they're it's impossible to get all three of those dudes on the floor at the same time now. I mean, I don't know how many games they've played together, but it can't be it can't be that many. They may have played together for a week, not even. You know, like it, it just seems. But those players, those three players, are so good that it you know, like they're it just doesn't matter. They when when they're all like. They can go revert back into star mode and just, you know, take over and do what they have to do to keep their team in the game. You know, it's going to be hard to beat a team like the Sixers when we have, like, so many weapons. But but just Kyrie was able to keep it, you know, keep it a close game. I mean, the guy had, what, 30? Yeah, 37? Uh, after, you know, anyone who, who was helping him? Shamit? Jeff Green? Joe Harris? TLC? Bruce Brown? You know, like, what are we talking about here? It... It's good to win, but it, it I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good watching that. It felt like watching us beat the Pistons or something like that, and, and, and even worse than that though, because we I know I know what this team's capable of. I know I know that we're going to be up against it come playoff time. And then today, you know, you hear Lamarcus Aldridge retires. I hope uh, I hope everything's okay with him, and uh, he you know he remains healthy. Man, that's a scary thing. A regular heartbeat. I couldn't imagine having to deal with that. And, you know. As a professional athlete trying to play at the highest level, you know, and your heart, your heart's fucking with you, not, not, you know, not working the way it's supposed to work. So, thoughts and prayers for him, man. That, that's, you know, that's no joke. So, you know, Sixers win. Or Sixers are on a three-game win streak, and, and, and you know, Embiid's back. He doesn't. Uh, I should say he doesn't look great because he's still scoring and he's still like performing, but he looks a little bit slower and looks a little more, you know, just like laboring. With that knee injury, and he almost hurt it again last night. So, you know, he's wincing and he dunked and it almost like buckled on him. And 
it's just scary, man. Like he does, it, it, you know, it's there's a lot of games left, man. There's a lot of a lot of time left before now and that and that playoffs. You know, I mean, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen games left in the regular season. Not much, but a little too many, you know. One back to back, two, three. Four, five, four, four. I'm, I'm going back into actual games that already happened. So four back-to-backs so still remaining. You got guys like Tobias with a, like a an aching knee, as, as it's being described on a couple of the articles I was reading. There's concern. There's a reason for optimism, but I just want to tame the optimism a little bit. And just you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, and because I know how it, how it feels when we when we get the. The, fl- the rug pulled from under us and our wings cut, and it's just, you know, a hor- horrible, horrible feeling. So I'm trying to maintain my uh, composure and, op- you know, tame my optimism. I definitely think we can hang with the Nets, but I don't, like, I, I see people talking shit on Twitter and, and and all that, and Ben saying, like, oh, it's a team game and whatnot. I would just settle down with that because we've seen how this goes. The three, you know, great players tend to figure out how to play with each other with great players. Like, you know, players of that caliber, three of the top ten players in the league tend to figure it out when they need to. How are they going to guard Embiid? Yeah, that, that's that's a question. That's a problem. But eventually, I imagine they're going to double team them, and it's going to be on someone else to, to beat, the, beat the Nets. And, and we're, you know, like I said before, we're going to wind up having to trust a Korkmaz or... You know, Seth Curry, Shake Milton to to make shots. When you know when when it's all on the line, and uh, you know that, that doesn't make me feel good. But we're gonna have that's what we have. That's what we need to do. It's what we're gonna need to you know we're gonna need to trust these guys. These these are fucking big big uh, components and parts of our team and huge reasons for our success. You can't back away from them. You know they you can't. They got you here. They got you to the dance. You got to trust what got you to the dance. So Sixers upcoming week. You know, looking a little forward, they're you know they got a home game on Friday night against the Clippers. I imagine that's yeah, ESPN nationally televised. We got a shit ton of nationally televised games, and then they have the weekend off. Monday night they got the uh, Warriors on ESPN again at home, and then the Suns on Wednesday night at home, which that's a that's a big game. It, it, these are these are a couple big games here, folks. I mean, not Warriors not so much, but they still if, if Steph Curry's playing, then you know they they're a live dog. Uh, yeah, is the best way to explain it because they don't, you know, they don't win the way they should. But you know, when, when you're playing against that bad motherfucker, man, you, 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 you know, and you can get got any given night. It's good that it's at home. Last time we played them, he didn't play, and we cooked them. So um, I'd be curious to see, you know, if he play. I'm sure he'll play this time. I don't know what they have going on schedule wise, and I'm not really concerned about it because even if he does play, we should win. We're the favorites. We're, you know, we're at home. We're the better team. Got a better record, and that's for a reason. And then, you know, like I said, Wednesday night at home. These are all three home games, so it's nice to be home. Nice to be back. And you know, I I'd like to see how we match up against Booker, Paul, Aiton. You know, that that's a that's a really good Western Conference team, man. Who's ripping through the Western Conference and. You know, don't sleep on it now. You may—that's that, a team you may end up playing in the NBA Finals if you're lucky enough to get there. You know, they—they they seem like they are a extremely well-rounded team. They have a lot of uh, you know weapons. 
Mikel Bridges playing great. Jay Crowder, you know, Cam Johnson. I mean, even look at Sarich, dude, you know. Sarich only has played 36 games, but, that you know, they have a pretty good team. Not a great team, but a pretty good team. I think we're better, and I'd like to see it happen. You know, I, I want to see how we match up. And that game is not nationally televised, but it is on NBA TV. So I don't know how what, if that counts or not. I don't know if they count that. Who, who knows, though? But then we got, like, box games. We got two box games, you know, back-to-back in their house, too. One's a Saturday afternoon game on ESPN. And the other one's a Thursday game on TNT. So <clears throat> Sixers are going to be littered on national TV all over the place. And they got some guys who are banged up. So I'll be I'll be curious to see where they fit in some some time, some rest time. Uh, you know, I, I, it's good to have that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Saturday, Sunday off. Then they get the, you know, may, maybe they rest some guys for that Warriors game on Monday. But who knows? Uh, you know, I, I'm sure they'll be waiting for those back that back to back for, uh, you know, Wednesday, Wednesday night against the Suns, and then they play. They come around, turn around the very next night and play Thursday at the Bucks. They, so they have to travel to Milwaukee. You know that, that that's that's concerning. You know, but so I imagine you'll find. I don't know what they would do with Embiid in that situation. Uh, you know, if he would sit. I don't know if he would sit either game. Maybe he plays the Sun game. Suns game sits the first Bucks game and then would play the Saturday in the afternoon game. But. That's why the uh, guys get paid to make those decisions and figure it out. I just, I, I, you know, it's all about the playoffs now, man. So I, I don't want to be pushing it against in regular season games against the Suns and Bucks. We got to get these guys healthy. We got to, you know, manage manage their health and just get them, you know, get them to May, get them to the end of May, get them into the playoffs, and let's see, let's go from there. You know, let's see, let's see where we're at there. So now, like since the last time we talked, uh, the Phillies were five and one. I want to say they. I just want to refresh my little, you know, my old memory here. Yeah, they were five and one. They had only lost the f- one game to the Mets. They were cooking. The offense had just exploded the day before, and they were in the process of. Uh, I believe they were. Yeah, so it was their first like road series. And I was curious to see how they play on the road. They went, they went and played them the Braves and Mets, and they had themselves a week, folks. They they went and reverse course. They went one and five, so now they're back up to even six and six. The offense has been disappointing to say the least. I mean, they're getting they're getting blanked by everyone, and you know it's concerning because they're playing the same team. So it's like it, the division's just beating each other up back and forth. But I, I'm concerned that this team is, you know, it looks very apparent that they're a different team on the road than they are at home. You know, like, well, what what the fuck, man? What the actual fuck? And, and uh, today their game gets canceled. You know, they were supposed to play the Mets in the afternoon, I want to say. And it, um, you know, it got rained out and postponed. So, I'll, you know, we'll see what they do with that. But 5-1, and one, dude. 5-1 start. And they go to 1-5. Uh, let me just run down some of these games. I mean, eight to one, offense nowhere to be found. Fucking Charlie Morton, Zach Wheeler got titted up. You know, against a team that he just faced. You know, five to four. Then they get their only win of the week, seven to six on the Alec Bohm, uh not touching home plate, which he did not touch home plate, but they could not get a. Uh, you know, conclusive call of it, I guess. 
which I mean, I understand. I, I guess you sometimes you got to stick with the call at you know at home, but it looked it. I mean, everyone from you know when was what, what night was that? Fucking Sunday night. I mean, everyone, everyone after that game, even Phillies fans are saying, "Yo, bro, he did not touch home plate, man. He just didn't." You know, and hey, man, we'll take the calls where we can get them because without that call, we're fucked. We 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 probably don't win that game. We probably wind up blowing it like we wound up blowing that that Mets game that. The very next day, Tuesday, Mets game, barely could get that run in against uh, Trevor May, man. You know, like the, I'm not a big fan of the guys starting at second base in the um, extra innings, but I understand why they do it because it does speed the process up. The whole reason they're doing the double headers or the seven innings because they don't want to be there, like they don't want to be. I, I guess you know, want to save these guys, this guys, these guys like energy and their like longevity. And speed up the whole game, you know, because apparently that's always the talk is, you know, how do we make this game quicker for kid, the kids, the youth, which is not, that has nothing to do with it. People just think baseball is boring in general. If you speed it up, it doesn't matter. They don't like the sport. So just keep the sport as pure as you possibly can for the people who actually enjoy it. You stop trying to market to people who are, you're, who are ne- you're never going to convince and you're, ne- you're never going to get them as fans. They're never going to watch on a consistent basis. Just my two cents, folks. But rough week for the Phils, dude. Just a rough week that, you know, I like. I kind of just went on a little tangent about that, that guy on second base. But, you know, I, it, it is what it is. I Like I said, I understand it. And they get swept by the Mets, per, you know, essentially, because they, they didn't get the chance to come back today. And 4-3, which was that game, 4 nothing, 5-1. Offense, obsolete. Absolutely obsolete. And, 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 you know, what do you do, man? What do you do? Roman Quinn fucking stinks uh adam hazley got um put on the restricted list for personal reasons and they don't even know if they're going to see him again this year which is what joe girardi said when they asked him he's just like i don't know because you know it's a personal thing you don't want to speculate and i hope i hope everything's all right with him i i just i just hope everything's all right i don't want to you know i don't want to talk i don't want to speculate and know, know what the guy's got going on or if he's yeah, sick or whatever it is, you know, like I like I'm saying, like I'm doing right now. I just don't want to do that, you know. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to speculate on that guy's behalf. I, I hope everything's okay, and I hope he can figure it out and come back for the fills. Because I mean, you know, he, he's, you know, I don't want to shit on the guy, but he's not, yeah, you know, yeah, he's not that great, whatever. But I just hope the guy, uh, for personal reasons, figures it out and and, and ho- hopes it's, uh, hope everything's okay, man. All right, I hope it's all oh. Okay, but we're a sports podcast, so I don't want to start talking about that guy's personal life. The Phillies called up the Mick. The former number one pick, Mickey Moniak, has got called up, and he was supposed to play today in the game that got rained out. So I assume we will see him tomorrow night at home. Excuse me. At home against St. Louis. It's been a while, man. I mean, the 2016 MLB draft, that guy was picked first. Guy's still only 22 years old, man. It's crazy. I couldn't imagine being picked fucking first overall at a, at a high school, man. I, you know, like couldn't imagine the um, the probably the amount of pressure that's on you, and just the you know, just you're not even a man yet. You're 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 a boy. You're trying to grow into your body and figure out how to become a baseball player, and you're also, you know have all these expectations and stuff and whatnot on you. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that probably fucked that guy for a little bit. Cause there was talks of him being a bust and people were putting him in a, uh, in a career grave 
before he could even, you know, get started. I mean, the guy's 20, he just, or he's about to turn 23, he's 22 years old. You know, he, he, he's, he's barely scratched the surface of what he can be as a baseball player, and, and, uh, you know, I, I see people on on the internet and on Twitter and Phillies fans talking about how they don't know who this guy is going to be this or that or, you know, well, I'm not too high on the Mick and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, whatever. Just like not having like thoughts or whatever. Like, why wouldn't you be excited about a former number one pick, a 22-year-old number one pick coming up and playing? Say, you're coming up for you and, you know, showing a, a little bit of... I guess I shouldn't say show, but like injecting some some juice into the worst position on your team. Center field is easily the worst position on the Phillies. We they have no one to play it. You know they obviously Hazley and Quinn have been going back and forth. Quinn stinks. Hazley, you know, stinks less. So they they've been just going back and forth. Now there's a perfect perfect opportunity for the Mick to come up and make his mark and show his potential for the fucking you know for the fan base and and for the team, man. It would be big for the team if this guy could come out and perform at a high level. Not even a high level, just the expectations or, or just the, the, the demand for where the position he's about to play is so low. We just need this guy to basically come in and be a mediocre center fielder baseball player. And, and it'll be fine. Head for a little bit of power. A little bit of average. Field a little bit. And I'll be alright. So it's probably the best... Uh, best scenario and situation for the Mick to come up in and, and and perform, you know. So uh, I'm excited to see this guy. I want to see him in this upcoming week and what he looks like. I, you know, I'm a fan, uh, and I, like I say, I'm never gonna lie to you on this on this uh, podcast. Uh, when when I'm a, when I'm a fanboy or when I'm biased, and I'm not a fanboy, but I am biased. I want the Mick. I want the Mick to do well. I always. Get excited when the Phils bring up young guys, because there's always just that potential. You know, Spencer Howard got brought up last year. He's not exactly living up to the hype. The Mick got brought up last year, but it was kind of more of a uh, September throw him in there just to figure out what we got situation. And he looked like a completely different player in the spring training. So I hope he's able to uh, translate that into the regular season and just continue to uh, grow and help this ball club because like I said and I'm just keeping repeating myself now like they need help at center field man and they need help in the line they need offense they need somebody needs to spark this offense and get it going Bryce hasn't exactly been on fire to start the season uh Reese kind of cooled down a little bit but he's still you know still doing his thing Boom is, is the man he's still you know he hits the ball hard, man. Doesn't exactly hit for home runs and power all the time, but he does hit the ball hard. Hits at the gaps. Just gets on base. You know, he he's a great, he's a good player, man. Uh, and I'm just excited to see the Mick. So I don't want to I don't want to beat the Phils up too much. Uh, like I said, it's five and one. You rather see your team start five and one than one and five, and then they go back on one and five. So not too high, not too low. Uh, but uh, it's a little concerning. Uh, but like we said, 162 games, long season. We're still in April. We still got a lot of time, baby. So we'll, we will see, and uh, and we will keep riding the wave all season long. Quickly on to the Eagles. Uh, you know, another more reports linking the Eagles to Deshaun Watson. 
the Eagles are trying to find a direction. So are the Houston Texans. And according to an NFL source, despite their various issues, the two teams could still get together on a Sean Watson trade. Meanwhile, the Eagles are trying to straighten... Oh, boy! Yeah! The Eagles are trying to straighten themselves out as well. Having traded away Carson Wentz with a tentative plan to hand their quarterback job to young Jalen Hurts, except that our source insists that Philadelphia's desire to secure Watson remains in place. It has been speculated that a Watson trade may be months away. It's even being speculated that a swap is impossible. We're not sure that it is so. Some level of clarity could come before that. Some level of risk-taking by a bidder could as well. But this we know. The Philadelphia Eagles' interest in, Desha- in trading for Deshaun Watson remains in play. Like I've told, talked about on this podcast multiple times, that is their plan. They're going to sit and wait. They have no intention on building around Jalen Hurts or giving that guy a chance to be an actual NFL quarterback. They don't want to wait around and see. Howie doesn't have time to wait around and see because that's his job. His job's on the line if it doesn't work. So why don't you go for the more sure thing and trade your whole franchise for Deshaun Watson and pitch to ownership and tell them, hey, you know, look, I just traded for a uh, franchise quarterback. Look, give me time to build around him. When you just traded all the picks that you would need to build around him. Concerning? Yes. Yes, yes, very concerning. Uh, but uh, I think it's the right, I mean, I think it's pretty much the right move. You know, like, I, 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 I struggle with that, but I'd rather have a team with a good quarterback than a team without a good quarterback. And we don't know if Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback yet. That's the, that's the struggle going back and forth. I'm not exactly in love with trading for Deshaun Epstein, but I, I want it, I want a solid quarterback, and they're going to have to figure out that whole legal thing. No, He ain't getting traded until they figure out what the deal is with all the sexual assault cases and all of the um, maybe, you know, just the nefarious acts that Mr. Mr. Watson was involved in, and they have to clear that up whether it was true or false or fabricated or not. You know, 22, I think we're at 22 now. So that, that that's up in the air. Aaron Rodgers, that's still kind of um, not really up in the air, but they, they're just, you can tell that the both sides aren't exactly in love with each other. And it seems like Russell Wilson is staying in Seattle and that they have uh, mended all fences. So our option is basically hope this is the Sean Watson thing, or this is what the Eagles plan, it looks like this, to just hope that this Deshaun Watson thing figures itself out and that they can maybe get him for cheaper or just hop in there and and get themselves a 25-year-old stud franchise quarterback. And I, and that there's so much time, like things that's going to have to happen in time and it's not going to be figured out before the NFL draft. So I, I don't know if that's going to change what the Eagles are going to do. I mean, I think the, I, I, it may, now now looking at it, it makes m- much more sense that that trade down from the Eagles to get that extra first round pick because it's that seems like just ammo that they have no intention on using that third, that that first round pick next year. And, and I guess worst comes to worst, if they can't make this trade work, then they would have three first round picks next year that they could use to build build a team. But you know, then you got to pay those guys. You got to pay those guys first round money. So with with <laughs> with all things. Come some negatives. With all this said, we are going to move on to our segment of this podcast where we do another mock draft. And the Eagles still picking at 12 here in in these mock drafts. We're going to do a live one right now on the PFF simulator. Shout out to PFF. 
and we are going to see what we can do for the Eagles or what, what's going to be available at 12. We do this each week. I think we did this last week. I don't know. I actually don't remember. I know I did it. I know I've did it, uh, done it once. And, uh, you know, I just like to see what the, you know, what comes up in the simulator and what we, you know, what, what what's going to be available for the Eagles? What can, what could we possibly get? So let's, let's start at the top here. We got Trevor Lawrence going one who says, you know, who everyone's coming out and saying that he's not exactly, uh, you know, it's not life or death here with football and he could walk away and be fine, which is very concerning. <laughs> that's your prodigy. And that's the guy that you want to, you know, build your franchise around and, build your future around it. If he can just walk away at any time, that's a little scary. If he just doesn't like what's going on, he just decides I'm fucking out of here. This shit's bullshit. Uh, so obviously Lawrence going one on this, they have fields going two, which I don't think will happen. It'll probably be Wilson. And then Wilson going three, which would happen if I assume, well, you know, you never know with this fucking 49ers, but I assume that that's figured out that it's going to be Wilson. And then maybe Mac Jones, maybe not. PFF Simulator has Mac Jones going eight to the Panthers, but they just got Sam Darnold. So, so they got Wilson, Chase, Pitts, Sewell, Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, Patrick Sertan. Uh, number ten, they have Trey Lance going to the Cowboys. Interesting. Uh, Christian Barrymore going at eleven to the Giants, and at twelve, the Eagles. Available here is Micah Parsons and Jalen Waddle. Uh, I would be. Uh, over the moon, if either one of those were available, I would hope that they would select one. And in this draft, I am going to select Jalen Waddle, number 12 overall from Alabama, who was the best wide receiver on the team last year before getting hurt going into this year, which opened up that slot for Devontae Smith. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. is available here in the second round, uh, which I will take him there. And that's usually as far as I go, because after that, it is an absolute crapshoot for me, and I don't get paid to evaluate these guys, so I don't spend much time spend much time doing it uh, with the voice crack. So, you know, why why waste the time? Let, let's see a couple names that are going to be here. Jameen Davis, Ronnie Parkins, Jamar Johnson. I pick him every time because I, I just love it. I, 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 look, I looked him up the one day, and I remember watching him in the Ohio State game and, you know, great safety out of Indiana. We'll see. We'll see. So, again, let, you know, why don't we run another one real quick? While we're here, right? Fucking YOLO, man. Because if the Eagles are able to end up with a, a choice of Jalen Waddle and Mike Mika Parsons, Micah Parsons, however you want to say it, uh, that sign me up, man. That 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 trade makes sense. Then we did good. We did a we did a great job. They got Justin Fields going one here. I think it just like fucking is so random on this thing. Penny Sewell falls. I would pick him right away if he fell to us. So it goes Fields, Wilson, Lawrence three, uh, Micah Parsons four, Pitts five, Sertan six, Chamar Chase seven, Trey Lance, Devontae Smith, Elijah Vera Tucker at ten, Christian Darisol at eleven, leaving which would make no sense why Penny Sewell would be the third tackle off the board. But I would pick him there. Waddle still there. Sean Slater, you know, it would be it would be Sewell then Waddle. So, you know, it, it those last couple times I've done this, it seems like the Eagles are going to end up with a player that I deem as a great player. I just hope that Howie, you know, decides to pick him and doesn't 
pick a Pac-12 guy or an edge rusher or the you know whatever the jokes and stereotypes are because he always does it. He always tries to go outside the box and pick the guy who he thinks is better than you know and what what the consensus everyone's saying he won't agree with and whatnot and whatnot you know. So I'm I'm trying to keep an open mind. I don't have much to say uh, other than that though because it's a slow week. And I don't, I don't waste your time, folks, on this podcast. Uh, I, you know, when I'm doing this one, the, especially the Philly sports one by myself, I don't want to fucking sit here and jerk you off. Uh, I'll, I'll get the thoughts out. I'll, I'll get you know everything out. Thirty. What do we have? Thirty-two minutes. Watched WrestleMania this past week. The triple threat match was great. After that, you know, the Kevin Owens match was good. Um, I didn't really watch Saturday. I watched more Sunday. The Nigerian drum fight was interesting. Uh, borderline racist, I thought, but, you know, whatever. Uh, and that's it. You know, WWE can always always does some borderline racist shit, but, you know, no one ever says anything. Because I think it's just so, it's just so fucking assumed by now, but. Hey, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm looking too much into it. Hey, maybe that's just me. But. That'll do it for me. That'll do it for the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I don't want to waste your time.